All right. Welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. Uh, today, let's take it on a slightly different direction. Um, no struggles, no covering chores. <laughs> um, let's talk about books. So I love to read. I love to read what I like to refer to as brain candy, fluff, right? Um, I feel like the world today is such a desperate gray place that when I sit down to read something, I just want fantasy, complete and utter fiction, something that um, to some degree almost follows a recipe that I know will end on a happy note. Even though at some points I might cry, I want to come out of that story feeling like, yes, you know, it, it, it kind of, ooh, ah. And so one of the things I've done every year is I keep track of every single book I read and every single book I listen to on audio. And um, I also listen to a lot of audiobooks. I am not sure, and I'd be interested to hear, what do people think? Are audiobooks actually, you count them as reading? I don't, you know, I, I don't count numbers necessarily, um, but I'd be interested to know, do you count it as reading or not? Anyway, um, if you actually start going through this year, so this year has been kind of a banner year for reading, uh, COVID, hello, um, and I think needing more of an outlet for, rel for relaxation at night, right? So I'm just picking up books more, right? Um, but let me read you the titles for the books that I finished in 2020 thus far, okay? Ancient Magic. The Alien's Prize, Discworld, Magic Song, Mrs. Frost's Frost Ice, The Imps, Grave Peril, Sucks to Be Me, Magic's Fate, Vampire Bounty Hunter, Unexpected Catch, Magic's Promise, Derek's Bane, Dead and Loving It, Suck It Up Buttercup, Monster Love, The Enchanted Woods, Dirty Wolf. <laughs> Are you seeing any themes here? Suddenly Psychic, Mrs. Frost Saves the Sandman. Vampire's Priceless Treasure, Mrs. Frost Cracks a Caper, The Werewolf's Dating the Deputy, Mrs. Frost Braves a Blizzard, When Birdie Babysits Spider, Violet, The Vampire's True Love Tales, Improper English, Mrs. Frost Chills the Cheater, Dead Man Talking How Not to Marry a Vampire, Ain't Myth Behaving, Mrs. Frost Says I Do, and License to Bite. So that's just the books I physically read, like actual books, right? Either on Kindle or paper books. Um, if you go through Audible books, right, it's Weaponized Human, Day of the Dragon, A Girl's Guide to Vampires, Rebel Robots. It goes on and on and on. Um, you get, you know, over a minute of me reading book titles. Um, so you can see it's brain candy, right? It's just a lot of vampires, a lot of werewolves, a lot of magic, Um and I feel like at this point, right, I've gotten to the point where I really know authors who walk down that recipe for me that that bring me a lot of joy. And one of them in particular, I have just finished up the second book in a series. And what I have found is that um, I don't want to start the third book. And I don't want to start the third book because she left it on a cliffhanger. And I know she'll wrap it up. I have like a very strong feeling she'll wrap it up, but I'm nervous, right? So I don't want to start the third book because I'm nervous. So these books are by Kristen Painter. And the first one was called House of the Rising Sun. It takes place in New Orleans. And the second book is called City of Eternal Night. And 
I'm so scared about the main character, right? Because I've become attached to her. And so I just don't want to start the third book. So instead of doing that, I've gone back to one of my classics, one of my favorites, uh, one of my all-time favorite authors who, um, anybody who's into kind of the romance, uh, paranormal romance, um, books where you laugh, you'll laugh out loud. Um, It's Katie McAllister. And I love Katie McAllister. I actually love her books so much that in general, I read her books and then I buy her books on audio and then I re-listen to the books um, and they're mostly read by um, authors that I also love listening to. So they have just fantastic ability to really pull you in. Um, So I picked up one of her books, Steamed, which is a steampunk novel. Uh, And it is, it is, it's fun. It's super fun. The way that it is read, it's read, the female character is read by a lady and the male character is read by a man. And so um, you really get this kind of playback back and forth between the two of them. And so that's currently on my audible, you know, listening list right now. That's what I'm really uh, into. I am, for those of you that don't know me, I'm an avid crafter. So I knit, I sew, I weave, um, I just, I love crafting, right? Like it's a, it's a hobby that is also gifts. It's a hobby that keeps me kind of sane. And, um, a girlfriend of mine, who's also a knitter, she recommended a book about vampires and knitting. I mean, it's like, hello, that's completely up my alley. So that's the current novel that I'm reading. It's a, um, vampires knitting club, which takes place in England and is again, just quite entertaining, right? Um, so I, you know, lay down at night and, and I'm definitely into it. I always like to keep a book or two um, that isn't just complete and utter fluff. And they normally take me a lot longer to get through, not because I'm necessarily a slow reader, right? But because I do fill a lot of my downtime with fluff, um, I don't schedule nearly as much time to read other books. So I am reading a book about um, raising an empowered child currently, and I'm reading a book about um, basically how to align chakras, right? So those are kind of the two other books on the side that I read, and, and, you know, I read a handful of pages each day, but I'm not making necessarily just, you know, massive strides through those books. Um, I'm wondering if anybody out there is a Christopher Moore fan. So I have always loved Christopher Moore, and... It's one of those things where I have read and reread a number of his books. They are so entertaining. Um, Mostly before we go to Hawaii, I will read or listen on Audible to Fluke over and over again. (laughs) Um, And, you know, when I read Lamb, which is a book that is the kind of missing chapters of Jesus Christ's life, um, I cried right? Like I knew Jesus was going to die, right? It's the story of Jesus. I knew he was going to die, but Christopher Moore is such a poignant author that he just, he sucked me into the point where I was in tears, right? Um, And of course, when this happened, I was at the airport waiting for my husband and he gets off a plane and he's like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And I told him and he was like, you know, you know, Jesus is going to die. Why are you crying? Right? And it's like, I know, I know. Uh." Um, But my problem currently is that I've never been able to get enough of Christopher Moore until he began doing kind of these period pieces. So he has a book called Fool um, that's kind of about gestures. And there's one called Sacre Bleu. Um, and both of them, and then and kind of since then, they haven't, they haven't spoken to me, right? Um, the very first book I ever read by him was The Lust Blizzard of Melancholy Cove. And God, it must have been, I don't know, over 20 years ago. And 
you know, I probably have read that book or listened to it on Audible 10 times, right? Just because it's entertaining and it's funny. And I've often felt that his work would just make fantastic film because they're just, his imagination just blows me away. Um, and yet he's kind of gone down this strange path to me. And as a fan, um, I want him back, right? Like I want, I want the old Christopher Moore back, but being a crafty person and an artist when it comes to my craft, as I change the work that I'm doing, I don't want anybody telling me to go back to what I did 20 years ago. Right. And so maybe he's just done with that period in his life. And so it kind of makes me a little bit sad about, um, about his stories. Um, I often will get into a series and I will binge a series. So if you listen to the books that I just read off, right, I would, I binged a lot of Mrs. Frost. I think I'm done with the series where right? I just kind of read, 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 got through them. Um, I often take the advice of uh, friends for kind of like the next series um, to pull in. So if I know somebody's into something kind of like me, um, I will, I'll listen to them. One of the books recently that I listened to uh, that caught me off guard because it, it, you know, I'm so used to the recipes for all the stories that I read or listen to, and it was different. And I really, really liked it was A Darker Shade of Magic, which is the first book, I believe, in three. Um, and I haven't gone back to pick up the second one. And I didn't intentionally, right, because I, I need that kind of release of the, the standard cookie cutter story. And so I need stories like this to be intermixed, but not all the time. But it was excellent. I mean, just excellent. And more than anything, what I really enjoyed about this story was that it had a strong female character from the get-go who, yeah, she needed a little saving, but the male characters needed saving. And so it was like not something that was abnormal, right? It wasn't like, oh, because she's a girl, she needs saving. And she constantly bucked the standard, right? Um, and she just was strong. She was strong-willed, which again, if you look at kind of the list of books that I've that I've been into, um, you'll see that often they have, you know, female characters who I like a good, strong female character. I like a character who also um, isn't necessarily what you expect, right? So if it's a granny who, if anybody who watched um, the cartoons that were done with Little Red Riding Hood, uh, Hoodwinked, those were the cartoons. It's got like granny who's triple X, right? She's, she's in the Olympics as a snowboarder. You know, I like that. I like that the characters step outside of kind of the norm. And so in, in the book, uh, Darker Shade of Magic, um, the female characters do kind of step a little bit outside, right? I mean, there's, there's a, a mean character who's a woman and she is, she is ruthless. She is more mean than most of the male characters, which again, um, you know, being somebody who likes more fluff than mean, I wasn't necessarily really into exactly how violent she was. Um, but I like it. I like it when they step outside of that kind of norm. And so that's kind of where I'm at with my stories these days. Um, if you're listening and you have any good suggestions, um, if you know Christopher Moore directly and you want to ask him exactly what's going on, I would not be offended. <laughs> um, if you haven't read Katie McAllister, um, I highly recommend it. Maybe at some point in time, I'll go down kind of my top 10 authors list. Um, because kind of year to year to year to year, you'll see that it's often the exact same authors that pop up on my list. 
Um, and I just, you know, I kind of binge whatever they're coming out with that year, uh, because I just, I absolutely adore them. So, um, welcome to the mundane of, um, this day and the stories that we have to tell. So, uh, hopefully you're out there and you're reading as well and, or listening to audible. And, um, also if you have any other good audible, uh, books that you think are kind of along the genre I've talked about, uh, please let me know and, um, we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening.